Welcome to Tea Time with Chris, a podcast that celebrates faith, humor, and the power of storytelling. I'm Chris Tomlinson, your host, and I'm thrilled to invite you to join me for engaging conversations with people from all walks of life. Together, we'll sip some tea or whatever you prefer and explore life's joys and challenges with a focus on hope, inspiration, and positivity. I'll also share some of my personal stories and some poetry to add a touch of intimacy and creativity to our chats. So join me as we spread love, joy, and laughter with each episode. Welcome to Tea Time with Chris. Welcome to Tea Time with Chris, episode two. And today's episode is entitled Beliefs. And I will be exploring and explaining my personal beliefs and why I believe what I believe. Um, now, I had said before, like in many, not, not podcast-wise, but other videos I've done before in the past in other interviews and stuff like that, um, what I say, I don't say it to force my beliefs on you guys, and I don't say it to come off as all-knowing or... I don't know the word for it, but I I don't I'm not doing this to force it down anybody's throat, and I'm not doing this to tell anybody that what I believe is right and what everybody else believes is wrong. Because that's not who I am. I have a belief or I have beliefs and I'm very respectable of other people's beliefs and I'm learning all the time. Like constantly learning. Now a lot of my learning is me doing my own research and I do take, you know, information or wisdom or whatever you, whatever you call it from people I look up to as well. Like I'm one of them, my pastor, um, sometimes my mom, um, just other people in my life that I look up to that I will apply some of what they say and research it and then you know, understand it better, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, so I just figured that this would be a good episode for people to listen to, um, to understand who they're listening to, you know? I don't want them to come to my podcast and listen to it and just think of me as like some stranger or something. I like people to be able to think of me like a friend or someone who accepts them and just wants to hang out and talk to you guys over Eve or today's lemonade, even though it's tea time with Chris, but that's okay because you put lemons in tea, so there you go. <laughs> but, um, so I just wanted you guys to know that please don't take this as me trying to force my beliefs on you, and please don't take this as me trying to say that I know it all because, again, I'm always learning, I'm always researching. So, with that, jump in to the first part of what I want to talk about, and that is why I believe in God. There's several reasons why I do, but there's a few things I want to touch on and explain why. Because some people that do know my beliefs, they've never really seen it that way, I guess you can say, or they've never heard other believers see it or think that way. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, so I am a very big science person. I love science. I love technology. I love space. I love nature. I love all that stuff. And I know a lot of people will bash science and say that it's there to disprove everything about God. And I know people will get very upset when you use science to science and God together. But, uh, but I do know there are some people that do understand it. And I'm hoping after I talk about and explain it that you could 
maybe you understand it too. So basically, not to jump right into the science stuff yet, but basically the reason why I personally believe in God is, I mean, obviously number one is what happened to me. Um, I shouldn't be alive. You know, I shouldn't be here talking to you guys right now. I've been through a lot of different things in my life. It's not just the fire. I've been through a lot of near-death experiences. And me still being here today talking to me, that just proves that there's something higher than me. You know, there's a God to me. I believe that's God. Um, I mean, at the same time, I do believe that doctors helped too. I do believe absolutely that without the doctor's help, that I mean, I mean, obviously God allowed me or willed me to live, but I believe God uses people as well. And without the doctors, who knows what could have happened to me today. Um, or not just today, but back then when the accident happened. Um, <laughs> my mind goes everywhere. Uh, so for me, obviously, though that one thing that's for me, it's just a way that, or not a way, I don't know how to word it. It just to me is, is proof to me there's a God because I'm still here after so many things that have happened to me. Um, now, second, like I said, I love science and I love learning new things about science. I love learning how things work. And when you really dive deep down into how things work, dude, I'm sorry, but it just, there's so much proof that there's a creator or whatever you want to call it. Sometimes I like to call him a programmer because so so I took like uh, I took computer programming in college, um, and I took C plus plus and advanced C plus plus. I took intro to uh, computer language, networking systems, and hardware, and all kinds of different things. I took with computer things. Um, now, if you don't know how a program works, it's a lot of code, a lot of code. And it's sometimes it can be thousands and thousands and thousands of lines of code that someone sat and spent literally days, and hours and months and sometimes even years typing it all in. And uh, and then once they get the, all the codes in, they have to be lined up the correct way. I didn't know this before I took <laughs> took the computer language courses and and it never clicked to me while I took them like why why does this have to be here why does this have to be indented like just read it the way I read it <laughs> but it won't work because it has to be in a certain format so the computer can read it and know exactly how to carry out the action so if you look at the way atoms and molecules and particles and all like the tiny microscopic world works it all has lines of code i'm not making this up you can you can google uh, there's codes within us like we have the the chromosomes in us you get 23 from the male and 23 from the female so you know your mom and dad well when you look in the microscopic world into those there's codes there's literally codes in there that tells other cells what to do and how they're literally blueprints of you, who you are. And scientists have literally found these lines of codes and seen how it tells cells this, this, uh, what is it? This embryo, my mind, I'm like, this embryo will contain this and this and this, and it tells what it will grow into. And it tells it exactly step by step of how the embryo becomes a child and becomes you one day. And if there's no creator, why is there codes in our DNA? Um, I don't know. <laughs> That's just how I see it, as somebody had to have programmed something in order for it to work. So who put those programs in there? So for me, that says there's a God. Um, if you look at nature and you look at the microscopic world in nature, there's tons of things that just 
blows my mind when I think about them sometimes. Um, like the animals, like just watch animals, man. <laughs> my sister lives on a farm and I remember when we lived there for a little while and I would sit on her porch and I'd watch the cows and they had donkeys and they had pigs and chickens and I had Zoe with me and my sister had a dog and um, or has a dog. Still, she's still alive. Um, so I would sit there and watch the animals and I would just watch how everything just played out and it just was fascinating to me because everything knew exactly what to do. You know, it knew exactly, it remembered where food was. It remembered from, dude, turtles, okay? <laughs> I got this is random, turtles. When a turtle goes to lay eggs and it leaves, like it's not like us, dude. They don't hang out and chill with their babies. They just leave the eggs by themselves and then they hatch. And then it's up to these babies to get into the ocean all by themselves. And so many of them don't make it. So many of them are eaten and killed, but some of them do make it. Now, when that baby reaches a mature age in order, you know, to have their own eggs and their own babies, they remember exactly where they were born. And they automatically go back and lay their eggs. And then their offspring go and do the exact same thing and go right back where they were born and lay their eggs. Something programmed them on how to do that. Um, and if you look at even like different different chemicals and different gases and different, the way liquid is made is hydrogen, oxygen, and just the way everything is codes. There's codes in everything. Even the things men make, okay? If you were to take apart like I'm a tech dude and I like taking things apart and learning how things work and then putting it back together and just figuring out, you know, if it breaks, okay, so I gotta go in there and fix this or just to see how it works. And so if you take apart something and you look at the cells and molecules that make up plastic or rubber or glass or whatever you can think of that man makes, there's still parts of it that man did not make. <laughs> and there's codes within those parts that man didn't make. Who we'll put those codes there, man? So for me, that that's why I believe there's a creator, there's a God. Um, I don't see God like some people do though. Um, throughout my life though, I have seen him differently. And now I have a totally different view of him. Um, I know some people see him as angry. I know some people see him as think he's some old guy in the clouds with a long white beard and a long white hair and he's just chilling up there in a white robe and just waiting to strike us down when we do something. And I know everybody has different beliefs. I know and I respect everybody's beliefs. Um, but the way I see him is if you think back to the very beginning of the Bible, right? In Genesis 1, 1, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So you have God, right? Before anything's made, you know? Now, here's a little side note, a little off track here. I've always wondered, I've always wondered if, not if, but how long did it take God to create, you know, like before he thought about creating earth and everything? Like how long did he chill before that? Or it, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I have these weird thoughts of like, what was he doing before he created all of it? And where was he? And I don't know, it'd just be cool to know, you know, if like, <laughs> this is going out there, guys. I'm a very honest person. And I will just say what's on my mind. And again, this is, I'm totally being open to my beliefs here. But this is just a question. This is just a question. Do you think that before God created us and before God created earth and everything that we know, everything that's in the Bible, everything that we think we know or that we do know, do you think God created something else before it? 
I've, I've always wondered if he did. I don't know. It's just, a, it's just a random thought. Anywho, let's get back to where we were. Get back on track, Chris. Don't do that. Get back on there. <laughs> don't hop off. All right, so let's get back. So, yeah, so the way I see God, like I said, in Genesis 1-1, is in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then, so if you picture in your mind, you got God chilling there. And it says, where is it? I'm going to bring up my Bible so I can read exactly what it says. So I don't get this wrong because I will feel bad if I tell you something and I get it totally wrong. <laughs> so bring up Bible. Log into my Bible thing. And then we do this. Like, I know what it says, but I just want to read exactly what it says. Now, I know everybody has different opinions on versions that they read in the Bible. I respect it. I do. I just ask, just respect my version. I use, I use ESV just because, to me, it goes more in depth of what the words say. And it's easier to understand because I am not a knight of King Arthur's court. And I don't know how to speak that way. I apologize. That is in no way bashing any version of the Bible. I just, yeah, it's just hard for me to read something. I will still read something. I still will read other versions. I like to compare them just to see what they all say. But usually once I compare them, you get a general idea of what it all it's say. Anyways, man, I get off track too much. So we go back to Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and then it keeps going. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Now, if you notice, in verse 2, it says, The Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Now, that's ESV. Now, I'm going to do this so I can be respectful of other people's versions that they want to read so we can know what to say. So, King James Version. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Again, Spirit of God. I know some people like to use an heavy. And it says, at the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Now, you're probably asking, Chris, why are you reading this over and over to us? We heard you the first time. <laughs> and get to the point. <laughs> so... Reason why I wanted to read all three of those, and I know there's other versions we can jump into as well, but we won't do that just for the sake of time. Um, but I just wanted to show you how all three versions is saying the spirit of God. So for me, and there's other verses throughout the Bible that I could I could probably go through and try to find it on jump into it more if you if you are interested, I can do other episodes and jump into more study of this and bring out more verses to show you guys but um so for me god is a spirit form a being that does not have a physical form that we perceive or we think of and he also dwells outside of time and space so for me that means he dwells in a totally different dimension outside of our physical realm what we know of now if that's the case that means there's also other dimensions or other realms or whatever you want to call them Um, the bible says heavenly realm that literally means like a dimension another place Um, so i see him as this all-powerful all-knowing being that dwells literally on the highest dimension like there's nothing above that dimension and he can literally perceive and hold all of it right there in front of him because he's just the being he is he's able to do that um now another thing i like to think of is um god is 
omnipotent and he's able to be anywhere at the same time. That means, or to me, that means he can be in the past, the present, and the future anytime he wants, whenever he wants, and however he wants because he's outside of all the dimensions. So he can literally access everything at once. Um, I'm just waiting for this bike to go by so my software can cut that out. Um, I don't know if you guys can hear it. I can hear it through my headphones. Usually that means it's pretty loud. Anywho. Um, so yeah, that's how I see him. I don't see him as some people. I mean, I'm, I'm sure other people see it like that too. But it's very, it's very difficult for me to explain exactly how I see him because I don't know the words to, I don't know the words to use to explain it exactly. Like how I just explain it in the best way possible I can think of. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of another way I can explain. I don't know. Anyway, hopefully that hopefully that makes sense of how I see God and why I believe in a God because there's so much programming within everything, everything. So who put the programs there? And of course, he dwells in another dimension. And he's a being that we can't even perceive. And it actually explains it a little bit in different parts of the Bible. Um, like uh, when Moses saw God and he came down back down the mountain and he's all, his hair was all, I believe, I hope I'm not wrong, but he, he looked older pretty much. And to me, that, that makes sense because if a being that's outside of time and space and he has access to it all at the same time, when he comes in and accesses our dimension and realm, around him, all the other dimensions are opened. Like where he is, it, like everything's opened with it, like as he's there. So of course, to me, the thought is when Moses saw God, that whole everything was open time space everything was just boom at moses so his body just aged that fast because everything was just like all right well you're no longer going by your time <laughs> go by this dimension's time or whatever so that's how i see the way he yeah 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 hopefully yeah hopefully that makes sense what i was talking about there's other parts of the Bible I can't, I, I believe there's another uh, part where it talks about, uh, I'm trying to remember who it is now. I, I believe it when Jesus went up on the mount and the, he had like two, di I think it was two disciples follow him. And when they went up there, they saw Moses and Elijah, I think it was. Sorry if I'm wrong, guys. I think it was Moses and Elijah. Now, this is where you're going to get a really big glimpse into my head and how I think of things. So if God has access to time and space and everything all at once, whenever he wants and however he wants, do you think, and this is, this is what I think, I actually kind of believe it because it's, I guess I kind of believe it because to me it makes sense. But when Jesus went on the mount and they saw Elijah and Moses and they knew God was there, they were in the presence of God, and also the time that Moses was up in the mountain and Elijah went up to the mountain, do you think that the disciples experienced right before their eyes a literal rip between time and space? Because I think that all those times that God was seeing Moses in the mountain, Elijah in the mountain, and Jesus in the mountain all happened at the same time. Because if you think about it, the disciples saw Moses, saw Elijah, and they recognized them, and they knew who they were. Which means they couldn't have been changed in any way. So if God accesses all that, couldn't he literally open up apart the dimensions and come into our world and access it all at the same time? But through our eyes, because we're not in the dimension God's in, but in our eyes, we see it differently, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, hopefully that makes sense. So, so with that, with that, we're going to jump in to this next part of this episode that I want to talk about. And that's to do with how I see the way God created everything. Now, this is the part of the episode that I'm a little worried about. 
because I know a lot of people have very set beliefs on how things were done, how God created things, and how, like, you know, the Bible says, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth, and it has the seven days and everything, and that's how it was, and that's how it should be. I'm going to tell you how I see it and how I believe it is. And again, please, 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 please <laughs> understand what I'm about to say is just my opinion, my own beliefs. I am in no way telling you that this is how it is and that everybody else is wrong and that you have to believe it that way. Please understand, I am not doing that at all. I know what I'm about to say might upset some people. It may even shock some people. I don't know. But I apologize ahead of hand. Please do not judge me. Just try to understand where I'm coming from. When we go into the Bible and it talks about God creating everything, right? And everybody knows, everybody knows seven days of creation. Everybody knows that. Like even people who don't believe in God or anything, they know about the seven days of creation. Like everybody knows this. Um, so me being science minded, I wanted to see exactly how things worked. Or I guess I shouldn't say exactly how I researched and this is how I came about to believe this. So the original uh, transcript of the Bible was a, it was Hebrew and there was also Greek and it translated in several different languages and stuff. I know a lot of people will say that's why you can't believe it today because it's been translated so many times that people have left things out, taken things out and done this and that with that. I get it. And some of that I might believe, but the Bible has been scrutinized so many times, every translation and literally top people who try to disprove and say that translations have totally ruined everything it says. They have failed to disprove it. Oh. And I'm not just saying that just because that's what I believe. You can, if you actually do research, like I, I can't express and explain more that when you want to know something and when you really want to believe something, please, please do research. Don't just type it in somewhere or grab the first book you see or whatever. Ask the first person you see and just take what they say. Do extensive research when you say you believe something because to me, if you're going to state that you believe something, then you need to know everything about or at least attempt or try to know what you can about that belief. And I I just I just encourage people to please do that. Um that what I say, I don't just say it just to say it. Like I like these are all things that you can actually go or research and it's there. And it's, I'm not saying the Bible either. I'm saying literally other books and other articles and other things that they just they can't disprove it. Um, and even science, and again, like I said in the beginning, science, I do not believe science disproves anything. But even science is in the Bible. If that, yeah, science is in the Bible. And whenever scientists release things, it almost, for me at least, it proves more and more that there's a God. Um, okay, so let's get back. I'm so sorry I jump off track a lot. So like I said, the original transcript Bible was Hebrew and Greek and stuff. And now if you look back and you look at time, there's a word in the Bible, and hopefully I'm pronouncing it right. And the word is yom. I think I'm saying it right, yom. And it could be interpreted in many different ways. Um, and the Hebrew language was very limited compared to modern day language. So a lot of Hebrew words, one word would mean multiple things, but, and, but you have to read the whole part of it because the way they write something, the original writers with the way they write it is there's certain words they put in that will make and point to, okay, so this word might mean all these other words. But this word is before it, 
So that means it means this one thing. Or it might even mean these two or three things. And you just hopefully can understand it. So yam is a word for time. And the Hebrew meaning for yam is interpreted as a general term of time, a point of time, sunrise or sunset, a year or a long-term measurement of seasons and ages. Um, so what it, what it, what it's saying to me is yam can mean a time, like a label for something. So like the celebration they have Yom Kippur, I hope I'm saying that right, is a celebration, like it's a day of whatever they, oh, they have like Yom, whatever, there's several different things that they use Yom for, and it means time of, or day of, or whatever, and so it can mean those different lengths of time, or not necessarily just one set label for it. So, in Genesis, one to four, one and one, Genesis one, four through five, light is mentioned. And light was a label or a term to put on day to separate it from the night. It doesn't necessarily mean a measurement of time. It's just a label of this whole 12 hours or 24 hours or however you want to say is there's light. And then there's a time where it's dark. So day, night. But it doesn't, it's a label. Oh, you know what I mean? Hopefully, hopefully you are grasping this. It's when, they, when it says day, it's just a label to say what the difference is between day and night. Um, perhaps, for me, this is how I say it, perhaps to God, it was more than one day. Because if you read further, Along the Bible, there's verses that say a year, I know a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day or something like that. And it could be a huge amount of time because God dwells outside of our time. So for him, time is nothing because he has access to it all. But for us, it's different. If I hope that makes sense. The way we see it is different because we're not in the same realm or dimension as God is. Um, so for me, for me, there isn't a literal seven days creation. To me, that does not disprove God either. To me, to me, it makes more sense. And to me, it makes look it makes God look even more amazing, if that makes sense. Um, because for him, it could have been a literal seven days. And then for us, it could have been, I don't know. It could have been billions of years. It could have been thousands of years. It could have been, who knows? It could have been totally different. Because when they used the word yam in that passage of the Bible, for me, when I research it, and for me, when I read it, it's not a measurement of time. It was just a label of something. And if the whole if not if the whole bible's true and if the bible says later on like i said a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day to god which to me i don't think they literally meant a literal a thousand years a literal day i think it's like when we describe something to somebody and we exaggerate or we just want to tell a story and we're like oh it took years for my computer to turn on or something like that. Like we use it in a different term. And the Bible is written in a very poetic way. There's a lot of symbolism and there's a lot of poetic ways that the writers explain things. Um, so for me, I don't see a literal seven years creation or seven day creation. I do believe a combination of a form not necessarily exactly like, but a form of evolution. Now, I know this is where people are probably going to lose me and probably get upset about it, but I'm going to try and explain it so you can understand what I'm saying. I'm not saying human beings came from 
uh, apes. And I'm not saying creatures evolved from the ocean and then suddenly legs popped out and all that stuff. Now, again, though, when you look at a program and when you use a program on a computer or an app on your phone, because their programs are written with the lines of code as well, when you use it, yeah, when you use it, it does multiple things, right? It does more than one thing and it does, and it's programmed to run efficiently. It's programmed to not run with errors because when, like I said, in the beginning of the podcast, when I was talking about the computer language, when they put in the line of codes, it doesn't work all the time right away. There's a lot of errors and it will give you lines saying this is an error and that's an error and so on and whatnot. And so they have to debug it and they have to make sure it works and it functions like it's supposed to. Now, with that being said, I do believe that God can say something and it happens instantly. It just will work right away. Um, but I also believe that God was, or not was, but God is the greatest scientist you could ever think of or ever know. The greatest artist, the greatest engineer, poet, the, anything you could think of, he's the greatest of. And we are images of God, right? We are representations of God. And if that's the case, he is a creator and he put into us to create things. Now, I know humans don't have the ability to say, let there be light. And then all of a sudden it just something happens, you know, but we have the ability to create things with our hands and with our minds through art and music and everything that we do. Um, so with that, I believe that yes, God created Adam and Eve and that whole topic with Adam and Eve and human life, everything we will have to talk about that a whole a whole nother time because that I can get really deep into and that I know people would have issues with and that I don't think I will talk publicly about. That would be, have to be that would have to be something that if you want to know about how I see that and what I believe with that, you can you can talk to me personally and I will be glad to talk about that with you. But uh but yeah. So in a way I believe there's a combination of the biblical way you know, God said, and through science and studying and the facts that we have that shows things being so many years old, who's to say that God didn't create humans instantly and, and create other things with the program to know how to function and program to become something over time. If you look at a tadpole, a tadpole, it doesn't look anything like it is when it becomes an adult. And it has to live in the water. And then when it grows up, it doesn't have to. And it looks totally different than what it was. But obviously, God programs things to mature and evolve into something later on. And the word evolve and the word evolution is not a bad word. It's literally a real term that you can use today in normal conversation of saying like i got this job and i evolved over time and now i'm the manager or the boss of the company so don't think of those words as just evil words and i know what i just said a lot of people i don't agree with and i understand that and i, I respect that i just ask please understand and respect me because i've i've literally <laughs> I can't even tell you the exact amount of time that I've spent just researching history and Hebrew words and original meaning of words and combination of words from the Bible and just the story of creation alone. I can't even tell you the amount of hours I spent researching. And again, I'm not saying that what I believe is exactly how it is and exactly what you should believe, because again, I'm learning. I'm learning and who knows? I may change my mind one day and be like, huh, well, this makes sense. And that doesn't make sense or, or whatever. But this is a belief I've had for a very long time that I have a lot of other evidence that I can 
show you to back up why I believe it. So that's, again, that's something that I would have to let, let people talk to me personally about um, if they want to know more about that. So, so just because I've gone longer than I really anticipated to in this podcast, I am going to wrap up this part that I wanted to talk about real quick, and that's to do with space. And this I won't spend long on because after this, for those of you who are listening to my podcast and it's already been recorded and edited and everything, I'm actually recording or broadcasting live on my Facebook right now to people and they're watching and talking. And after I talk about the space part, I want to open up the live feed to any questions or comments people have and we'll wrap it up with that. Um, I just ask, please don't ask or comment things that you need, like really deep, like really diving deep into stuff that you really need to know a ton of information on it. I add that you can ask, like send me a message to my website or if you know me on Facebook, message me and I can talk to you more about that. I'm trying to keep my podcast not not too long. Uh, so yeah, so with space, um, space is something that actually brought me to God. Um, there was a time in my life that I wanted to disprove God. Um, I did not want to believe in him and I wanted to find any way possible to disprove that there was that there's a God. I dove deep into space and I thought for sure, you know, I'm going to find something and I'm going to be able to be like, there is no God. And it's all just a thought in our head to get us through death. And that's the only reason why people believe in God. And that's what I wanted people to believe. So I got into space and I started researching on the planets that we've and the way different things work in space and the way, not way, but how vast space is. Like, it's so big, guys, that we can't even understand how big it is. We, we just can't. Like, our telescopes can only go so far, and we know there's more past what we can see, but we're just not able to see it. We're not able to access it. And to me, that's a really sad thought. <laughs> To me, that is very, to me, that's very depressing because I want to see, I want to see all that. I want to see everything that God has put out there that he has created. I want to know, okay, so this planet's here. Why does it look like this? Why does this do that and that and that? It just, it fascinates me. And there's planets that literally rain diamonds. Like we have liquid water that rains, but there's planets that have Diamonds that rain. There's planets that have iron that rain. There's planets that the entire planet is just an ocean. There's planets where the entire surface is just rock and nothing else. And I know, I know there has to be planets that have green plants and trees and flowers that may not be exactly like ours. Maybe they may maybe are but maybe not maybe they're just so vibrant so like colorful and so unique looking that we can't even think of how they would look or how they would smell or even sound <laughs> like there's a study that have done that plants actually give off sound when um you cut them and stuff they actually scream um the uh smell when you when you smell grass that's been cut that smell is a chemical that the grass gives off that's literally it screaming from you cutting it. <laughs> and it's all there. You can you can look all this up, guys. You can read all of it. Um that fascinates me to even think about that. Oh, that even plants like we can't hear it, but somehow, some way they're communicating. Um they have these uh they actually have this technology you can use you clip these things to like leaves and actually you can put them on like uh, mushrooms and stuff too i think they did it with mushrooms actually and they clipped these sensors on them and they hooked them up to a computer and it would play musical notes or not 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 just musical notes but it would play a sound and they like 
the human beings that hooked it up to them, they weren't doing anything. They stepped away and it started making sounds because the sensors they put on them could read the chemicals that they were giving off and it started playing like a song. Like there's a YouTube video you can actually look it up and hear mushrooms sing and plants talk and sing through this technology. And it reminds me of the passage in the Bible that says all creation sings out praises God. And if they're not being cut and hurt and not screaming from us cutting them or whatever, eating them or whatever, they're still communicating. They're still singing. They're still out there. Oh, that's just so cool to me. Um, so for me, I, whenever I think of space, I see it as God's playground, his canvas. And when I say playground, I don't mean like a kid's playground. There's some of you might know in the tech world, when you do something with different programming or different projects that you do, there's an area set up that's called playground. And it's like a research and development place, pretty much. You can go and just test out things and research things. And you put out your project there and you work on it. It's called playground. So I see base as that for God. And he's just constantly creating things, just constantly creating. And to me, he's creating it for everybody to just see and just be like, hey, I'm here. And if you want to know how my mind is, check check this out. Check this planet out and check out this formation of stars and check out this form of gas that creates this nebula and this um, not nebula. I just like, I can't remember the name of it now. There's a word for formations of gas in space and my mind just totally went blank now. But anyways, so to me, that's just what God does is that he just, he's a creator, he's an artist and he just creates stuff and he wants to show us that he's there and show us that we can connect with him and see how he works and how he thinks. And we may not be able to fully understand the mind of God because we don't, we're not in that realm, that dimension of him and we don't, He's a totally separate being than what we are, that we just won't understand him while we're here in this earthly, physical realm, this dimension that we are in. So um, that brought me back to God when I went into it because it also tied in with the molecules and particles and atoms and the whole microscopic world. As I was looking at the telescopic world, the microscopic world was coming into view for me at the same time and show me all the codes within everything and just saying, dude, there's a God and he's there. And I I want people to, to understand and see him the way I do, because I know, I know there's a lot of people that are hurt. And I know, I know we're hurt from each other because human beings are not perfect and we will absolutely fail each other. We will absolutely do it. And I know people who believe are Christians or whatever have hurt people. And getting hurt by that ruins. It taints your view of said whatever the person has a bad view or has received bad from they then see as the same way and they grow into that's how they see it and that's how they perceive it um i'm the same way though because a lot of times when things happen in my life i will think of how humans have treated me and again i'm honest i have very bad trust issues and it's hard for me to trust people and so when i get into bad circumstances in my life or hard or hard times in my life thankfully it, thankfully i'm maturing of course i've again i've got a lot of learning to do but i will perceive god as humans have treated me and i'll be like i don't know if i could trust him because well i did this so he's probably gonna be mad at me now and he's not gonna help me now and now life's gonna unfold and the world's gonna end and Stars are going to explode and black holes are going to swallow us up. It's just, it's all over. <laughs> but um, that went too extreme. But um, where was I? Where was I before I said that? Like, the way we perceive 
where people might perceive God. But I'm hoping that people can come to to this podcast and maybe see God in a different way, understand God in a different way. And I hope I can represent Christ, Father God, in a way that is the right way, the correct way. I want to I want people to feel loved and accepted and not just don't feel like I'm here to judge you and chastise you and cast you aside and tell you that you're horrible and all that stuff because no one's perfect. We all mess up. We all do things and we're all learning and we all need to just take a moment and just step back and realize that every one of us is going through something. Every one of us goes through life different and if we take a moment and realize that and take a moment to just listen and just know that we're all human. We all go through life. We all breathe the same. We all bleed. We all eat, sleep. We do everything like humans are supposed to do. So I just hope people can can come to this podcast and come listen to this and just feel like, okay, okay, this is good. This is relaxing. This is chill. We can sit here and just listen. You know? I hope, I hope, I hope I'm putting things in the right terms, the right words, so people can understand what I'm saying and, and not be confused or upset or hurt or whatever and just understand where I'm coming from. But uh, So with that, I am going to conclude this episode with my beliefs. Again, there's so much more that I could explain, but for the sake of time, I won't dive into it. But if you want to know more, please feel free to go on teatimewchris.com and you can hit contact and you can send me a message and I will reply. If you know me on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatever, feel free to message me and ask me if you want to understand or know more of what I was talking about. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Tea Time with Chris. I will release episode three um, next Monday. And I hope to start getting interviews soon. So if you would like to be interviewed on my podcast, it's very simple to do. I literally just send you a link. There's no, no creating accounts, no nothing. You just click on the link and we're in like a little virtual studio. And before I record, we can go over things and talk about a few things before we go on to the interview and then we jump into the interview and we'll just do it that way. And I hope to have in-person interviews in the future as well. And um, there's a lot more I want to do with this tea time thing. Uh, I did uh, release a new blog post where I explained how or what I want to do with tea time. Um, I do want it to Hopefully, I hope I hope this becomes successful in a way and the other people will hop on board and we become like a team and we have a branch off from Tea Time with Chris and we have like other people doing things like like um, it doesn't necessarily have to be Tea Time with Renee or Tea Time with Bob or whatever. It can be a totally different name, but I kind of want to see this go into like a tea time I call it like tea time ministries or something like that and branch it off so other people can do stuff through tea time type things um so yeah so thank you guys for listening and tuning in and remember to check my website out at teatimewchris.com um, again I release a weekly newsletter Every Monday, there's a new newsletter with updates on things and sometimes behind the scenes things. There's a um, there's a weekly flavor of tea. There's a weekly Bible verse. There's a thing on the bottom that talks about you know creating a team. If you're interested, to contact me and stuff um, and all that stuff. And I had talked about before that I was gonna do a Patreon, and Patreon is where it's like a subscription thing where people can subscribe to me and it gives me like a monthly, like, like you subscribe, like Netflix, like five bucks a month. I know Netflix isn't $5, but I'm just saying that you subscribe five months and every month 
I would automatically get $5 from you and that would go towards the podcast. And then there was different tiers, like one would be five bucks, another one would be 10, 20, 50, 100, whatever. And it would go up and each tier would have some kind of thing, some kind of benefit tied to it. So like, let's say like if someone did chose the $10 one, they could get access to behind the scenes videos or behind the scenes audio clippings of me when before I do this stuff, I, I do a whole weird recording session where I sing and talk randomly and tell little stories to myself just to test the recording and just to get myself into a mode of talking more. I'm a very quiet person. People call me a man of few words because I am extremely quiet that I have to really force myself to talk more. So, um, so that I was going to do the Patreon thing, but then I thought about it. I was like, you know, I don't want Tea Time with Chris to become a money bag, so to speak. I don't want people to just start giving me money and just think that, you know, this is like a source of income for me and this is what I'm using and doing whatever I want with it. I don't want that. So what I, what I, what I've done instead is on the teatimewchris.com website, there's a button at the top that says donate. When you click it, it'll send you to my PayPal and you can to donate whatever you want. I don't, I'm not going to tell you you have to donate whatever. You can donate whatever, a dollar, well, I don't care. And it's only for people who want to or feel like they need to or whatever. But I do not want my podcast to become a thing where if, oh, if you subscribe, then you'll get to know this stuff and everybody else won't know this because they don't have the money and haha. I just, to me, that doesn't seem fair. <laughs> it just doesn't seem fair at all because I want all my listeners and audience to feel like a family. I feel like they're all included into this thing, you know? Um, I want, I don't want people to feel like you know, they're missing out on something because they can't afford a tier or whatever, this subscription. So they miss out on stuff. No. Instead, I'm leaving it in the hands of God and in the hands of my viewers and listeners. If you want to, you can go right on that website, hit donate, send me whatever you want, and whatever you send will go, excuse me, whatever you send will go directly to the podcast to help keep it going. Because this isn't free. I am paying quite a bit of things out of my own pocket for my own job, for my own income that I need for bills and kids and everything else. But I'm not hurting, so I'm not doing this to be like, help me, I need help. No, I'm good. I, God is in control. He has helped me with a job, and for the time being, I'm okay right now with paying what I have to pay to keep my website up, the name of the website, the service that puts my podcast on all the other streams and all the other platforms, and the software I use for editing podcasts. So all I would really like, just if, if people are curious, all, literally if I had a separate income that was just a hundred bucks a month, that's it, a hundred bucks a month, I'd be all set. I would not have to worry about keeping my podcast and stuff going. It would that would take care of it and yeah so yeah that's what i've decided to do to keep this podcast going i don't want people to miss out on things so i will also put up on my website i will have a section for if people wanted to they can click behind the scenes and they can access videos and audio clippings and even some writings and pictures and designs that I've done with other things like the logo and other ideas that I have for this hopefully ministry I hope it grows into and you can have access to it and like I said before I ever do these podcasts and stuff I have a recording session where I just am random and sing randomly and say different things and I don't know I just thought that maybe people would find that funny and enjoyable to be able to access and feel more part of the tea time family. So anyway, with that, I will not end the podcast. And I thank you guys again for everything and continue to stay awesome. And God bless.
You've just listened to an episode of Tea Time with Chris. I wanted to thank you again for your support and thank you for taking time out of your day or night, your routine, to just listen to what I have to say and keep up to date with all the info through teatimewchris.com. Check out the newsletter, blog, podcast, stream on there, as well as uh, new things coming in the future. And thank you so much.